With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, welcome to Carton Blue. My name's Dan Rollins. I'm joined this evening for a bit of a breaking news episode, I guess. So the news broke about six hours ago, but here we are. Um, to talk about Ashley Young departing the club at the end of his contract. I've seen a lot of social media to re- reaction to this. I'm, I'm, it's been my day off today, so I've been kind of out of the loop a little bit. My Twitter page is full of kind of tributes to Ashley Young, and I felt like it was fitting or right for us to quickly jump on and, and have a chat for 15, 20 minutes about his two stints at the club. I think the title for this, I've not decided as of yet, but by the time it gets uploaded to YouTube and, and Spotify later will be something like a farewell to an Aston Villa legend or something like that. And I think that might kind of ruffle a few feathers whether he is a legend and that's probably a, a, a little debate we'll have in a little bit. But John, first of all, how are you? And, and what was your kind of initial reaction to this news uh, this afternoon or this morning? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Um, yeah, really busy day to have your day off, so lucky you. <laughs> I am a little bit surprised because I thought he was going to stay because, as we'll get on to a number of different reasons, but I thought he had a part to play next season, if I'm totally honest, just because of his experience and his know-how and not just that, but the way that he conducts himself around Bodymore and everything that he does for the club, not just in terms of the first team, um, how he helps younger players, for example, and there's little bits of information as well that, isn't sort of public knowledge, but he gave much more than just, um, you know, being in the first team dressing room and sort of being that club captain that obviously was he was appointed as being uh, mm-hmm. at the start of the season, which I thought was almost overlooked in a way because there was a lot of, uh, I suppose, controversy when Mings was stripped of it and John McGinn was handed it. But then in the first line of the press release, I believe, it was like, oh, Ashley Young's the club captain, but obviously that's different to being the captain, which who, sorry, who wears the armband on a match day. Um, mm. But he conducts himself, you know, ab- admirably, admirably uh, throughout his, uh, two, his second stint, his two years. And he's, he's a model professional. And I think that has shown in the way that Villa have performed, especially under Unai Emery. Um, it must have been incredibly difficult for him and the rest of the squad in the first third of the season. So to come out of it the other end, I think Ashland would have played a huge role in that. Yeah, he's absolutely. Played, yeah, he's my first Villa hero as such. Obviously, from the first in, I'm not like that young. That <laughs> now. But yeah, my sort of idol growing up in a way. Um, I was looking, obviously, today doing different stories on him. And my one of my first stories working for the Birmingham Mail was also him signing for Villa. So oh, really nice. With me and Ashley. Um, yeah, near enough 250 appearances. And yeah, we'll go on to it. But for me, he is a legend because that can be... Yeah, I don't think you have to win something. You don't have to win a trophy to be a legend at a club because if we call Jack Grealish a legend who, um, you know, I'm rightly so, but I, I know we won something, but that's a playoff trophy and 
we don't celebrate that given our history. So yeah, like Gareth Barry, you'd probably say as a legend, Ashley Young belongs obviously in, in that category. So yeah, definitely um, a legend for me. If anything, this is almost a little spin-off video, really, of the kind of terminology around football. Like, what's a cult hero? What's a hero? What's a legend? What does it make to to kind of get a player that status? And it's a difficult one because it's probably so many variables in, in different clubs and different players will have different kind of categories to to, to, to be put into. I'm not quite sure what categorises a club legend. Like, like, do you have to win something? You just said there you don't have to, and I pulled a face as if I agreed with you, and I probably do, but... If you do win something, that doesn't give you legendary status because a lot of, let's face it, average players win trophies at football clubs that don't go on to be legendary status. So I think a lot of appearances over a number of years and being a well-liked member of the squad internally and by the fans probably elevates you a little bit. But again, what what kind of categorises various players will be dependent from club to club. And ultimately, whether you think he's a hero, a legend or just a decent player, doesn't really matter. Everyone will have their own opinions based on their own upbringing and how long they've supported the club and how many different players they've seen through. Maybe you and me are, I don't know, the bias is the right word, but our kind of first era of a, a good Aston Villa is the O'Neill era and a very different Ashley Young in that first stint versus the second stint that I think James Rushton tweeted this afternoon that he was Grealish before Grealish. Like this explosive winger could do absolutely everything. Martin O'Neill describing him as world-class one of those days. I think it was after that that Everton goal away at Goodison in the, in the last couple of minutes. Great delivery, free kicks, played for England, but then people say the way he left and then died for, for Man United against Villa. How can he be a legend to do something like that? And then he only comes back in his twilight years. And, and that might have been a, a fair argument at, at one stage that he's only come back because of his age. But and I've said it a few times on the show in kind of in hindsight and certainly at the time that if Ashley Young is playing a lot of games for Aston Villa, I'd worry about our recruitment because a 36, 37-year-old playing so many games for us, you think, well, why haven't we signed somebody better than that or a better profile than that? Totally surpassed my expect- expectations. And I know we're doing our live show tomorrow and I think one of the questions that might be something like surprise of the season or something like that. And Ashley Young being very good at football still at 38 is probably my surprise of the season in some aspects that considering his age and the position and, and the role he was asked to do under Emery kind of defied defied logic a, a few times to think how is he still doing this at this age so a great servant for the football club and, and played a lot of games and contri- contributed a lot in, in two different stints that as he said afterwards you know I played in Europe last time we are here it'd be nice to play in Europe again you know, to get the club into Europe in two occasions in, again in two very different roles is, 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 is some feat so like you said before, he will have been instrumental in the, in the dressing room over the last six months to kind of instill yeah. discipline and in-game management and things like that and kind of street-wiseness. And he would have, you know, a lot of the players in the squad will have learned a lot from Ashley Young. And I saw John McGinn tweet something about gutted to lose him or something like that. And McGinn won't be the only one who's tweeted something like that or who, who will go on to tweet something like that because you'd imagine that kind of personality will be a a huge loss to the dressing room. You've mentioned that they're done, but he joined Villa not when the club was in Europe, but some yeah. months after. So in theory, he joined, sorry, he's left Villa as he found it in a way mm. because yeah. he was he came through in that team that you know, over the last 20 you know years or so has been the best Villa team. And now he is right now in the Villa team that we see as the best. Do you know what I mean? So mm. in the two best teams as such, or the two good teams Villa have had, over the last 20 years or since the turn of the the millennium, then he is uh, in both of them. And for me, that doesn't grant you legendary status, but is in that alone. But for me, he is because I don't think you have to win a trophy to have a significant impact on a team or a club. So, for example, Jack Grealish, 
he is probably the one of the best players Aston Villa have ever had. Let's you know, let's be honest. And what he gave to the club in terms of getting promotion through um through the championship and back into the Premier League and so on. So I think it's what impact you have on a club that makes you a legend that you don't have to win a a Carabao Cup for that to happen. Like Harry Kane will probably not win anything at Tottenham, but he's obviously a legend at Spurs. So yeah, it obviously depends on what club you play for at the same time. But I think if you can have an impact on that team, like Ashley Young has, to me that makes you a legend. But obviously, um, happy for happy for debate in the comments and whatnot. What was the question that you asked? Sorry, <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, I, I just realised well that my kind of first answer there was about five minutes long, and I feel oh, and, like and the, other, so much. the only other thing I'd say is uh, obviously you mentioned that you were you know surprised about what uh, Young gave to the team, and I'll be honest, so was I more surprised about his consistency more than anything. Yeah, yeah. When they when we signed him, uh, I presume it was mainly led by Rob McKenzie, who's the um, recruitment head at Villa. I remember he signed Esteban Cambiasso for Leicester and he wanted to, I think I think he wanted some Miroslav closer as well, but didn't. Clearly there was, you know, we shouldn't neglect a 35-year-old, a 34-year-old because they're older when clearly Ashley Young's proven that he can um, do that. I think he spent a couple of years in, was it Inter, Inter Milan, wasn't it? And uh, yeah, Conte, yeah. And left wing back at like 33, 34 in the Serie A, which is all, you know, all uh, high energy and application. So, I don't think anyone was doubting what we were getting, but for me, it was just the consistency and mm. that not getting worse. If, if anything, it got better for me. Um, like this season, I think it's he's the fourth highest uh, player in the Premier League to have or to have tackled more of, of the dribblers that he's faced, if that makes sense. So he's quite good as well. It's, it's not just that he's a, you know, he's a calm head in the dressing room and he's got an experience um, you know, to show for it too. He's a quality player and he's shown that over the last uh, two years with Villa, especially this season. Like, I think he started six of the 10 games that we were in beaten for. So, yeah, he will be a loss for sure. And that's why I'm a bit surprised that we didn't just think, OK, well, we'll give him another year. There's don't think there's much risk. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But yeah, we trust what Emery uh, wants. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know, made a lot of appearances for Villa, scored a lot of goals, got loads of assists, 60 assists in 250-odd games is, is great. I mean, what's that, 90 goal contributions, give or take, 98 goal contributions in 250 games. Very, very good considering the latter 
30 of those would have 30 been. 30-odd games are, are in defence, so although he did score this season, of course, against Forest. Yeah, very, very good player. I really, really like him. If I was getting a, a if I'd had this season shirt, he, he would almost be like, oh, maybe I'll go for Ashley Young on the back as like a kind of memento to the past kind of thing. I, I loved him growing up and seeing him come back was like this kind of nice fairy tale story that, let's talk about that Forest goal quickly, that like, the oldest goal scorer in the Premier League for Villa or something like that, I think, or outfield player. Something like, was it like 4,000 days or something between his last goal for the club in his first stint and then the Forest goal. Like, just a really nice touch and a nice kind of story, like you said earlier, to, to be with Villa when he left whatever the way he left to go to Man United in his prime when he dived and all that. Forget all that for a minute. He was very good in his first stint and he's been very good in his second and got Villa, along with the other players, back into Europe this season. And I would have loved to have seen him stick around for another year and we'll talk about that decision in a sec. But there's no room for sentiment in football and arguably a business decision as much as anything you'd, you'd expect. Yeah, on that Forest goal, I was, I was covering the game for Ash at the time and I was where the press box is at the City ground. It's right behind, or not literally right behind, but you get a really good view of Basically, I got a really good view of the goal. <laughs> and I just remember picking up my head from doing my live blog. And the ball comes out, whether it's from, it's from a corner or a set piece or whatever. And it just drops perfectly for him. And you think as soon as he hits it, it's right in the net. So, yeah, it was like an arrow. Um, so, yeah, really, uh, if, if that's his, well, it is his last goal for the club. Again, another fitting way to end his um, end his career at Villa. Let's extend the fairy tale slightly that Villa got into Europe by a point. Let's say it was Ashley Young's goal against Forest to seal that point that got us into Europe. Yes, it was. In theory, you can make an argument. <laughs> um, I wrote a piece before jumping on the podcast, just saying, kind of just you know outlining his career, whatever. But the only tinge of like frustration I have is that he's done almost not almost everything, but he's done that sort sort of full circle of joining Villa as I say when they were good, leaving Villa and you know, when they're good as well. So he's kind of come through it. And yeah, it's bizarre how both the teams that are about 13 years are apart, that us Villa fans, all this generation of Villa fans, all the Villa over the last 20 years, both of those best teams have Ashley Young in it in a completely different, you know, mm. way. The only thing that missing is that trophy. And he had the League Cup that was <laughs> robbed from us. And you just get the feeling that Villa are on the cusp of something really special under Emery. Next season, I'd back us to win a trophy. And just for that one year of having Ashley Young around, where again, I don't see there's any risk really attached with it. I think he would have given us so much in terms of being able to win trophies and having experience of finals and stuff like that. So I think he could have helped anyway. The fact that I've just got, I've got an image in my head of him lifting a trophy and it's not going to escape me until we do. So yeah, I think that's the only sort of disappointment I have with it. Like he, again, he's left on great terms and he's left being a part of the best Villa team since he was in a good Villa team. Um, but it's just a shame that he won't be lifting the Conference League trophy with us. Yeah, I've seen a couple of things this this afternoon. Like I said, I've been off today, so I've not been as kind of in the loop as I normally would be if I was if I was on shift. I've seen a few kind of comments like, this is Unai Emery's first bad decision or this is Unai Emery's first big mistake, that kind of terminology around this decision. I think it's a difficult one, really, because this kind of like, we have this narrative of like trust the process and that kind of cliche of Unai Emery is a genius. He's, he's got a massive plan. He knows exactly what he's doing. He knows what he wants. I don't care about transfer rumours. I don't care about who we might be signing, who might be leaving. If Unai Emery wants to do it or let somebody go or keep somebody, I trust his decision no matter what because he's king kind of thing. Like what he says goes. And I agree with all that. 
But on the flip side, kind of the sentimental Villa fan side of everyone here watching, one more year would have been lovely to see him lift a trophy. It would have been amazing if you know we do do something next year. Just one more year. He can't be on a lot of money. He's a utility man. He can play a few different roles. We've got more games next season with Europe. We're hopefully going to get through the first stages of the FA Cup and the Carabao Cup, unlike last year. So there's more games to play. Like surely Ashley Young can still do a role there. Come on, Emery, why couldn't it be one more year? And I think both of those can be true. You can be kind of disappointed that Ashley Young has left without kind of going on to really eclipse himself into legendary status by winning a trophy and also kind of agree with the fact that if Emery's made the decision, he's made it for a reason and we've got no choice but to back it, but you have to back it because, you know, like we said, you have to kind of trust the process. Like the first part of me just says, well, Emery sees his players every week and he's, I think he's on the trust of the fans. (laughs) So I think most fans will take it like a, well, if, if that's what Emery wants, then that's what Emery gets. Uh, not saying he wants him to leave, but if that's what Emery sees is more beneficial or most practical for the team, then that's what's going to happen and fans will back it. I, I think, yeah, I mean, looking from the outside, again, I it seems a bit low risk, so I would have just kept him around because I don't see there being an issue with Ashley Young kind of giving his, giving his experiences. And again, because he's, he's played in Europe with Man United, he's travelled travelled Europe, he's travelled the world with them. So everything that is going to be new for Villa isn't new for Ashley Young. And that's been yeah, the case for, you know, 18 months now. So, yeah, again, a little bit puzzled by it. But ultimately, what, em- what Emery sees is, as you say, that's King. That's um, that's his decision and, and I'll back it because of that. So, yeah, we're waiting on a kind of an official word of what exactly is say the plan or, or what was said in terms of did the club make an offer or not that sort of thing we'll get a word on that soon hopefully so that'll sort of clear up any sort of confusion about uh i don't know was young offered terms and didn't accept them or whatever it may be but clearly he wanted mm. to stay so uh it's more likely so that the club would um have not off not offered him a contract but yeah we'll get an official word on that i kind of said to you before we started it's a shame that we didn't all know this information before sunday and the lap of appreciation when young is on the pitch at the end speaking about oh we'll see you all in see you all in europe i was in i was in this club last time there in europe it'd lo- i'd love to be playing in next time they're in europe next season and him and Dorham Mings are tweeting each other afterwards, kind of giving each other the eye emojis and all the kind of noise and the speculation from the outside. If you kind of read between the lines, I look at stuff like that and go, that's two teammates there, kind of one in the fan base up and knowing that Young's already signed is how it looks. Oh, let's see whether he's, let's say we we'll see whether he's here next year. Timings, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know he's going to be here. Like, that's how it felt like. So to see the kind of club statement, Ashley Young leaves after his contract ends. It's like, whoa, where did that come from? Like, that statement doesn't kind of get backed up by the noise that preceded it. So it kind of seemed like, you know, Emery kept saying, well, we'll talk about contracts at the end of the season and Ashley Young's one of the first ones I want to speak to. So from that, you assume, well, he's the one whose contract's running out, so he's the priority. We'll deal with it at the end because it's a formality. Young's the first one I want to speak to and it'll be easy because I want to keep him. That's what we all inferred from that. Young saying, I want to stay. I want to play one more year. I want to be in Europe again. Like I said, he's giving each other the eyes on social media. So you think, well, Emery wants him. Young wants to stay. Done deal. Just because, you know, Emery wanted to speak to him first, doesn't mean he wants him. <laughs> like, I think we kind of read between the, the, the lines in the wrong sense there. It could have been, I want to speak to him first because I want to wash my hands of it and go, right, He's the, it's an easy decision for me because... I know I don't want him here next year because he's not going to play. So it works both ways, doesn't it? I, I'm, not, I'm not saying, by the way, that the club knew before Sunday because the conversation would have happened Monday, Tuesday or even possibly today, but I doubt that. But it would have been nice 
to have had that communicated before if they did know. So we could have given Young a proper send-off in that Brighton game because he, he absolutely deserves it. I wrote in my notebook last night uh, on the mail saying that that decision is going to be coming soon. <laughs> and there it was. In the Was it the morning? This morning? The afternoon, maybe? Okay. Um, but yeah, obviously that would have been communicated to Young, I don't think right after Sunday, in terms of after the game, but this week. And I don't know, maybe he's a bit surprised by it. I've no idea. Um, but clearly Emery would have had this... Um, this plan for weeks because I don't think it would have taken him too long to sort of assess what exactly he wants to do with the squad. He took mm. a couple of weeks to know that he wanted, sorry, that he didn't want Danny Ings any longer. Um, same as the other players who left out on loan, or sorry, who left on loan. So yeah, I, I think he, again, Emery has a plan and we'll get onto it in a minute, but we can expect you know, several top additions to come into the squad and the squad to be beefed up. So that's, again, why I'm a little bit surprised why Young was allowed to go because the squad depth isn't what it needs to be at the moment, is it? So there's four or five, maybe even six additions that need to happen for the bench to to improve, for the first 11 to improve, because obviously that's the main aim. Villa needs to improve in general. Just a little bit surprised. I'm sure Ashley Young was probably, again, not sort of shocked or anything or dramatic necessarily because... You know, he, he. I'm sure he wasn't led down a garden path or anything by it. But yeah, personally, I was surprised. I'm sure Ashley Young probably thought something similar. But ultimately, he can he can look back on his career, his first stint, and now his second stint with only fond memories. And that I think is sort of mission accomplished, I suppose, for him. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's, it's about playing time, isn't it? From Emery's point of view, you would imagine that. Yeah, you talk about upgrading the bench, which ultimately at this level is upgrading your first team and whoever's in the first team at the moment drops down to the bench. So let's say the first choice right back is Matty Cash. Matty Cash is going to become a bench player, I would expect. Yeah, if you've got four full backs in Cash, a new right back, Dean and Moreno, let's say none of them get injured and they play, I don't know, 25 games each in various competitions. Yeah, where Where's the room for Ashley Young? What we're saying is a utility man. He can play anywhere. Where he can really play is left back and right back consistently. He's not going to suddenly start playing off the striker or central midfield or anything. He's going to play full back either side. So if you've got two right backs and two left backs who are both fit all the way through the season, touch wood. I know it always doesn't work like that. Like we've seen Dean and Moreno both get injured at the same time. But let's say they are theoretically fit all the way through a season. There isn't a space for Ashley Young to play. Yeah, and we're not privy to the negotiation. We don't know if Villa offered yeah, of course. It or whatever it may be, or they didn't. I've no idea. We'll find out. But yeah, that is a good point because <laughs> there's two players for, the, for each position. And when they are two very good players in terms of Moreno and Dean, uh, Cash and if, you know, presumably Villa buying the right back and you, they will be as good as Cash, if not better, um, or add competition in that position. <clears throat> there isn't space for Young, you are right. But I just think on on the flip side, that every top team seems to have those players that know they're not going to be playing very often. I just think for a year, would it have been the worst thing to keep someone around the place? I don't know. Because as you say, players will be a, um, you know, a bit gutted by it. And I don't think that will influence how we play next season at all, really, in terms of how they feel about the situation. But Ashley Young staying around for me would have only helped. It would have only been a positive thing. I don't think we'd be losing anything by giving him a new deal. It would only sort of help, you know, the situation in terms of Villa travelling around Europe. The kind of easy analysis here is that old player leaves club and returns in coaching role. Is that, do we know if there's any possibility in that, that Ashley Young has even done his badges or anything? Or is that just a very lazy point? I'd be I'd be shocked considering they've put a 
since the club had parked statement saying he's leaving at the end of his contract. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's fancy football stuff, isn't it? You know, Emery with his backroom team of Spanish coaches plus Ashley Young. Oh, come on. Something happens. <laughs> I wrote my piece saying it doesn't. Weirdly, it doesn't feel like the end, though, in a way, because I don't know if he wants to do coaching. I think he does. I think there's been some sort of um, rings a bit of a bell. Yeah, uh, potentially, but I don't want it to feel like it's the end. So maybe it's not the end of Young's sort of. Um, I don't know career with Villa in a weird way. Like I see him as like an ambassador, not literally an ambassador, but. When he was playing for us, I think he was such a good ambassador in terms of his experience and how he carries himself in terms of the media as well. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But no, I'm like 99% sure that, that it, that's the end. And a very quick mention, obviously, as we're recording this live at the moment on Wednesday, 31st of May, and this video will come out on the Wednesday. Tomorrow, 1st of June, is our Claret Blue live show. Matt Kendrick, James Rushton, yourself, John, and me will be at Hockley Social Club. Uh, we've sold 390 tickets, John. <laughs> and ultimately, it's a free event. People will drop out and, and not turn up. That's absolutely fine. But say 150 don't don't turn up, it's still going to be Is an that... event twice the size of the first show we did. So big crowd. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Nearly 400 people. Okay. We have changed things slightly. If people haven't seen the email I sent, uh, we were planning to start the show at 7, but due to some kind of technicalities at the venue, we're going to be starting at 7.30, 7.40. So... If we start it, if we start the show thirty to forty minutes later than we planned, we're not going to finish the show to thirty or forty minutes later than we planned. So, if you were expecting to be out of the venue at nine o'clock, for example, to go and catch a train, it's now going to be more like half nine, quarter to ten. So, if that affects your travel plans, again, I've already had a couple of emails today of people saying, "Oh, it's now going to finish later, so I'm not going to be able to come." If that's the case, fine. You can email us and let us know via the Eventbrite detail link. If you can't come. No worries whatsoever. Like we said, it's still going to be a massive event, a great party for us. And we are filming it, of course, as well. Um, the video from the live event, the first half, a kind of season review, will be out on Saturday, the 3rd of June. So that's the kind of schedule for when things will appear online. The live show, as I said, is tomorrow, Thursday 1st. John, are you excited or nervous? <laughs> no, I, I'm excited. Yeah. It, it's fine. I think we just, after the first 10 minutes, we'll, we'll be all good. And then we'll be yeah. ready to questions from 400 people yeah once you settle in yeah make make your first pass make connect your first tackle make your first save once you've done that the nerves will go and you'll be fine so thank you very much for tuning in if you listen on spotify you can leave reviews and ratings and those kind of things for those of you that are coming to the live event we'll see you tomorrow night uh, for those that aren't you can see that on saturday that'll be our next video on the show i don't think there'll be anything else between now and saturday unless something else happens between now and then so i wasn't expecting to be doing this video tonight either hence the day off but keep an eye on claret and blue subscribe and you'll see our content first john i'll see you tomorrow as well and uh thank you very much up the villa thank you for listening to claret and blue and aston villa podcast if you enjoyed today's episode then please do let us know we love hearing your thoughts and comments we'll be back soon with another episode but until then up the villa yeah.